Hello, everyone, and thanks again for tuning in to the latest edition of Fran Coach's Franchising 101 podcast. I am Tim Parmeter, founder and CEO of Fran Coach and your podcast host. Uh, today, we're going to be welcoming one of our franchise partners along with their parent company. So we get two amazing guests to talk to for the price of one, folks. Um, we are going to talk about um, really the power of franchising, um, the never-ending opportunities that fall under the massive umbrella of home services, um, and again, also just the uh, kind of the, the, the joys and the advantages of having a fantastic parent company to help you along with this. So let's jump right in. Um, our guest today, the Senior Franchise Development Manager, um, Mr. Adam Winnett, um, and the founder and CEO of both Wow One Day Painting, our guest, and O2E Brands, the parent company, uh, Mr. Brian Scudamore. Adam, Brian, thanks for joining us today. Happy to be here, Tim. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having us, Tim. Um, and greetings from a warm, wonderful Canada today. So, um, Brian, does it look like that outside today when you're your your lovely background with the cabin and all the snow yeah there's no snow yet here in vancouver but it's chilly and it's uh blue sky it's beautiful chamber of commerce day right um so very very cool um i want to get into wow one day painting which um i'm not the smartest dude in the world but i'm gonna guess painting is one of the services that we're going to talk about that wow provides for their customers, but I always like to kind of get a sense of the people in this industry and, and their journey. And um, Brian, you have an amazing story, kind of what not just with with um, WOW, but with multiple brands that you've you've started. Talk to us a little bit about your pathway into, into franchising and how this all got started. Yeah, about 35 years ago. So as they say, these overnight success stories sure take a long time. <laughs> I was one course short of graduating from high school. I was at a McDonald's drive through of all places in Vancouver, trying to figure out what am I going to do with my future? All my friends were going to college, felt like I had to join them. And there I was, a pickup truck in front of me with plywood sides built up on the box that said Mark's hauling on the side, and it was filled to the rim with junk. And I looked at that truck and I said, you know what? That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go find a way to pay for college hauling junk and see where the future takes me. Well, ironically, three years into my business education, I was learning more about business by running a business. The rubbish boys is what we were called in the early days than I was studying in B school. So I made a bold decision to drop out. My father's a liver transplant surgeon. He thought, you know, Brian, academia is the way to go. I disagreed. I sat down with a year left in my degree and said, Dad, I'm learning way more about business doing it, and there's my future. So I uh, took the company and years later, turned it into 1-800-GOT-JUNK as we had a vision to expand across North America and other parts of the world like Australia. And today we've got a, approximately a $600 million business with that brand, 2,500 trucks, and then years later, uh, about 22 years into the business, I said, okay, home services, how do we find another home service space that we can, can take our learning and parlay that into something else special? And we discovered, wow, one day painting and eventually Shack Shine. Awesome. Um, very, very cool. Um, Adam, give us a little, give us a little scoop on, on you and getting in, getting into franchising. Yeah, sure. 
So uh, in Vancouver as well. Um, and, you know, 1-800-GOT-JUNK and even just Brian, uh, quite a, a strong household name in the area. You know, not a ton of companies often based out of, out of Canada, let alone Vancouver. So very familiar. And I was in the recruitment and headhunting space, uh, say it was about 10 years ago. Um, and O2E became a client of mine. And so I was helping them with recruiting people to work at their corporate office. Didn't really know a lot about franchising at the time. Um, got to know this company. And, uh, and Brian's heard me say this, but I had people interviewing, sometimes get a job, often not get a job the way interviewing goes. But every person that left just said to me, like, Adam, get me that job. Like, I want to work there. There's something, I'll take a little less money. The title doesn't matter. Just get me in there. And so that stuck out to me. I, that's not my experience working with most of my clients at the time in companies. And so there's something about this company that people are connecting with. And that's amazing, right? And and then Brian can also speak to just the awards and the recognition that O2E gets because of that. But I didn't know all that at the time. So fast forward a couple of years, I wanted to make a change in my life, a little burnt out with what I was doing. Um, and so some great advice I got from someone was look at companies you'd want to work at and then figure out the job after. And so I approached some people at O2E that I knew and said, I don't know what I would do here, but this is a company, the culture that I'm very interested in. This is the kind of place I want to work. And they have some great people that work there that I now know. And at the time they said, well, we have this thing called franchise development. Knowing you, I think actually you'd really like it. I think you'd be good at it, but you're going to have to learn the industry of franchising. So that was a little over seven years ago now. Um, and at the time, Wow Money Painting was looking to add someone to that team and help expand that brand. And you know, as they say, as Brian said, it feels like overnight almost when I, that seven year popped up. But, um, but yeah, seven years later, I've uh, been a part of going wow ever since. It's when it's crazy you mentioned seven years because it doesn't feel like that long. Um, and it's, it's like pushing, pushing 10 for me. And it still it feels like it's just like this. And, and I think you guys are both similar to pretty much everybody that like rarely do people get into this industry with total intent right? Like I am going to yeah. get, get into this and then they get in and it's just, you, you just keep going. Right. So, um, yeah. I certainly, I certainly want to get to wow, but I want to come back and, and, and Adam, I love your, your story with that of just like you, you, you would know there were, there were certain things you were hearing about OTB like that were like, and the, and the good, because there's not as much of that as there is the opposite. Right. Um, but Brian, tell us, first of all, just like, what does that even stand for? Because you didn't just randomly pull two letters and a, and a number out of a hat for this and, and why those things are so important to to you and really all of your brands. Yeah, it, it's actually a little more random than you might think. So our CFO at the time came up to me and said, Brian, we have this numbered company, which is the holding company for 1-800-GOT-JUNK and WOW One Day Painting. Do you want to keep it as a number or do you want to give it a name? I thought for about three seconds, I go, call it O2E. And he said, what does that stand for? I said, ordinary to exceptional. That's what we do with our businesses. We take the ordinary business of junk removal, make it exceptional through people in service. Wow, one day painting is exactly the same, just a different industry. So that's the day O2E Brands was born. And since then, we've, of course, added our third brand, which is Shack Shine, windows, gutters, power washing, and Christmas lights which they are very busy this time of year, I am quite sure. So um, it's uh, amazing, amazing how, how huge that industry is. With, with painting, tell us, obviously, we're, we're thinking maybe from a consumer standpoint first, right? So obviously, there's, there's painting involved with Wild One Day Painting. Um, but talk to us a little bit about what that kind of consumer expectation is, and then we can talk a little bit more about the owner and kind of how we run the business. 
Well, it's interesting because you said, you know, very few people get in with the intention behind a home service business of what they're going to do with it. We came into Wow One Day Painting after great experience building a brand in 1-800-GOT-JUNK and having high growth franchise owners in 1-800-GOT-JUNK. We said, you know what, let's do this again. And our intention was to do the same thing, but in a different industry, to revolutionize a mom and pop space. The painting space is so incredibly fragmented in the same way that you, you used to have beat up old pickup trucks, uh, a guy with a truck will haul junk type of business. Painting is even more extreme. Anyone can grab a paintbrush and put an ad in a online portal somewhere and say they're a painting company. Uh, they can create a website very cheaply. We said, listen, we're going to transform this space and here's how we'll do it. So let me go back to the story on Wow One Day Painting for a second to give you some context. I was looking for a painter. I didn't know who to call. There no brand name came to mind. I went on to Facebook, messaged a friend and said, does anyone know anyone? And I got three names. The first two came in, cigarette smoke, smoking at the door, showed up late, exactly what I expected in the industry. But the third guy, Jim, shows up, clean, shiny van. He's uniformed. He's got his iPad, his pricing. Everything was organized. He was on time. And he said, listen, my prices are the same as everyone else. My quality is the same or better. I've done this for 22 years. But the kicker and what got me excited was that he said, when we agree on painting day, your home will be done by the end of that day. So I took a flyer and said, let's let's see what can happen. Even if it takes two days, that's way faster than anyone else, less disruption. So Jim paints my home. I come home at 6.30 p.m. after a busy day of work, floor to ceilings, moldings, trim, immaculate. Three coats in the kitchen. Everything was done in a day, and I was absolutely wowed. We went on to do a deal with Jim, partner, and then ultimately acquire the business and franchise it. And the name became the feeling that I felt the second I walked back in my front door. Wow. So wow, one day painting, revolutionizing that space by painting people's homes in a day. It's uh, This isn't really a painting business. This is a people experience business. If someone doesn't come home at the end of us having done work with them to say, wow, we failed. But if they have said, wow, wow, they're happy, wow, they tell their friends, and on and on the business grows and spreads. Right. So the question everybody's going to have is, how do you do that in one day? Well, it's uh, it's not as much of a secret. Uh, you know, don't feel too special here when I tell you. Uh, it, it's something we don't guard like, uh, you know, a massive secret because it's actually pretty simple. And the execution and our systems and processes is what makes it a reality. Everyone knows, I'm sure you know, Tim, you can paint one room in a day. You know, even without painting experience, someone could probably paint a room in a day. Maybe one or two people in each room, depending on the size. So imagine a home that's got eight rooms, not just eight bedrooms, but the kitchen, the bathrooms, and so on. You put one or two people in. They've got a focus project for the day. They don't bump into each other. It's not cluttered. You've got someone at the end of the day who inspects what we expect to make sure the quality is there. So you have quality first and foremost. You then have the speed of the delivery. And when someone comes home at the end of the day to fresh cut flowers and a signed thank you card from the team, it is impossible for them not to go, wow. And it's a business that we're doing differently than anyone else. People try to imitate us. Painting companies are the ones who are the disbelievers. They look at us and go, ah, you can't paint a home in a day. We're doing it every single day. 
talk a little bit about the 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 owner, right? Because I'm going to guess first first off, there's a tends to be a misconception I think in franchising in general is, well, I I don't know anything about painting, I don't know anything about this, I don't know anything about that, right? Um, so talk a little bit about kind of what you're looking for in the owner, which I'm going to go out on a limb and say has nothing to do with them holding a paintbrush or a roller or climbing ladders or taping or all the stuff painters do. What are you guys really looking for in an owner? You know, there's uh, there's such a variety to the background, which is also an encouraging thing, right? Of course, in my job, it'd be great if there was sometimes the perfect profile and I knew exactly what to go after and make your life easier, Tim, when we're working together. But um, that's not the case, right? There's a very, very diverse background in, in skill set to some level, certainly in career path, life experience, all those things. But I would say when we boil it down, there's two things that always jump out at me. The first would be, and Brian just touched on this, this is a people business at the end of the day. When we are painting these homes in a day, we're bringing a team of people. Like going back to the secret sauce that Brian's talking about, we have really good systems, really good processes, all that training, but it requires people to paint. And so this business, ultimately, you're going to be leading people, managing people, developing people. You're dealing with customers, your trade partners, just a people business. So someone that is inclined that way, you know, they want to lead. They want to manage, they want to coach, inspire, they want to build a culture. The idea of helping people you know, achieve things in their business is exciting to them. So that's a huge piece to our business. And when we look at all those you know, A players, even B players in our system, and that's a, it's a commonality. They talk about the people in their business. They're excited about that. That's huge. Um, and then another thing that uh, you know, it's a little harder to maybe put on paper and measure, but I think through the process of uh, getting to know people, exploring our model, you know, Brian certainly has tons and tons of experience doing this over the years with owners, but they, uh, Brian and the leadership team boiled down something we call the four H's. And so we're looking for people that are happy. As Brian talked about, we are looking to create exceptional experiences. We're looking to, you know, employ great people, inspire those people. We're trying to create happy experiences. We need happy people doing it, right? Uh, and you're excited to be running your own business. That's going to be hard. It's going to be up and down, sure, but you're excited about that prospect. So happy is one. Hardworking. This shouldn't be a secret. Starting a business from scratch, it's hard. And it's going to be hard for a while. So you got to be ready for that, right? Someone who's going to be hardworking. Um, someone who's hands-on. Now, that doesn't mean a painter, going to your point. But that isn't an absentee business. This isn't something where you're just sort of putting your money in the stock market, hoping someone turns it around to profit for you, but you're not really involved. This is something that you're driving, you're leading. You are that person. You are that entrepreneur. So hands-on with your people, hands-on with your customers, hands-on with the management of your business. But you're not the painter. You're not coming with painting experience. You're coming with more of that executive management level of, uh, of attention, but you are hands-on. And then hungry. You know, uh, we haven't talked about this yet, but certainly Brian, certainly the rest of the culture at O2E is very goal-oriented. And we're looking for people that have that same thing. What are the goals in your life? What are the things you're trying to achieve? This uh, we want this to be something that you need to work. Not just like, ah, oh, it'd be kind of nice if it worked out. We want someone who's driven, that has goals, that has things that they want to do because we want to help you get there. And that hunger is what drives you, right? It's certainly in those first couple of years, what are you trying to do with this business? What are you trying to change about your life? Or maybe those goals you have, we want to help you get there. So that hunger is something that we really want to align with, with new owners and then build plans around and systems around helping them get to those places. Awesome. No, I, I love it. And the, though, Though, Adam, you're talking about like starting a business being hard. I thought it was super easy and it just started raining thousand dollar bills like right off the bat. You're telling me that's not that's not the case. That's just your My... soundbite for the <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's the title of the episode. Yeah. Awesome. I might add 
I might add, Tim, that the other thing we're looking for is people that fundamentally want to build something significant. We're not looking, as you can imagine, for someone to come in and go, yeah, I want this little painting business. We want someone to come in and build a, a big company. You know, we've got many franchise partners that are doing millions in revenue. And when we really get better at scaling this entire thing for some of our bigger players, that's where the magic happens. You know, we see people running $10 million businesses and, and larger. Uh, the same thing happened in 1-800-GOT-JUNK. It took a while to scale and get that momentum. And once we did, we've got people that are doing $100 million in revenue. We've got people that are doing $20, $30, $40 million in revenue. And that's the exciting part. When we can unlock that with the right people who know how to, they've mastered one operation and now they can get into another neighboring territory or maybe somewhere else in the country and build and scale in a in a massive way. That's what gets us out of bed every morning. Yeah, love it. Hey everyone, I wanna pause the show for a moment to spotlight one of our premier franchise partners, Superior Fence and Rail. If you're looking for a standout franchise opportunity that is dominating an in-demand niche, look no further than Superior Fence and Rail. As the first fence installation franchise in the United States, this brand boasts over 50 territories in 15 states and literally installs millions of feet of fence every single year. Superior Fence owners can jump into the business full-time from the start, but they can also start out as semi-absentee owners. You can begin with a single territory or build an empire by owning multiple territories. As part of the empowered brand suite of franchises, Superior Fence and Rail owners are equipped with unmatched support and proprietary technology that sets them apart from what amounts to be really very fragmented competition. Superior Fence also has numerous partnerships with well-known home improvement retailers that will provide products at a reduced cost, which helps increase your margins as an owner. Sounds pretty amazing, right? Well, if you'd like to learn more about becoming a superior fence and rail owner, reach out to the Fran Coach team today so we can help create your ladder tomorrow. Hey, everyone. I wanted to take a quick break from our podcast to tell you about our amazing friends at Entrepreneur. If you're looking to become a franchisee or simply learn more about business ownership and Guys, let's be honest. You're listening to the Franchising 101 podcast, so we know you have some interest in this. And I really encourage you to go to entrepreneur.com to check out all of their great content and resources. Seriously, Entrepreneur has everything, all the way from a bookstore to the best podcast webinars and videos, plus information on upcoming events and the latest articles that seriously, they cover all aspects of franchising and business ownership. If you're having trouble deciding which franchise is right for you, start with Entrepreneur's renowned Franchise 500 ranking, which highlights the best franchises of 2022. For 45 years and counting now, Entrepreneur has been and continues to be the most widely recognized and respected authority in the franchise market. Digital and print subscriptions are available, so you never miss out on anything. So seriously, what are you waiting for? Go to entrepreneur.com right now and learn more. Talk a little bit, Brian, um, about the overall um, kind of some of the, the support systems, not just for a while, but come to play with, with O2E as a, as a whole, as a parent company. Cause I, cause I know there, I know there's a lot you probably could talk for 
um, a great deal of time about the different support mechanisms that are there to help their owners. And um, even I'm guessing even especially as big as 1-800-GOT-JUNK got is some some partnerships, some cross-marketing things, things like that that maybe people wouldn't have thought of. Yeah, we're a big believer in the power of a brand. So we are building something much bigger and better together. The number one value in being a franchise partner with Wow One Day is you have each other. We have one another to bounce ideas off of, to share our financials with. We have performance groups where a forum as such of franchise partners, a small group will get together every quarter. They'll meet in person and review their financials, talk about operational challenges. They will also meet with our team. So we coach, we advise, we support, we have partnerships. Um, when we build a brand together, everyone wins. So if we get national press and we get some really, really big uh, media outlets talking about us or some of the social media that would go viral, those things are really a bigger and better together play. Um, the call center, we do the booking and dispatch of all the estimates. So someone, we want our franchise partners to pound the pavement, drive sales, and focus on wowing every single customer every step of the way. So the more we can take off their plates, the software, the booking and dispatch of the sales center, some marketing uh, partnerships, there's so much that we do that it's all about trying to add value. But the biggest value bar none across any of our brands is people helping other people. It's the peers. It's when someone has their house painted in San Francisco and then someone ends up moving to Salt Lake City and has their new house painted there. I mean, the brand is something that is natural in scope. And when I had first mentioned my story of trying to find a brand in the painting space, no names came to mind. Right. And instead of hiring, you know, Jim's painting and Bill's painting, people remember brands. And that's what we're building. Yeah, without without question. And then I think it helps you when you go back to that owner being that people person is I'm guessing that really is going to help for referrals, right? You get I always think if you're doing something home service, realtors are the best referral sources on a planet. They got they got somebody for for everybody, right? Yeah. So if you're making the 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 customer who's paying you happy, but you're also making whoever referred that over um, and again, it goes back to those four H's, right? Happy, happy. Like, hey, this is, let's, if we have that kind of approach in the community with the people, it, it can be almost infectious because there's so much of the other side of the, of the, of the negativity or just like crap service that you are really not just doing, doing a good job. It is that, that wow related service. So it all kind of tie everything you guys are talking about all kind of is tying in together of really the people, that culture, trying to trying to make a difference. And oh, by the way, it's it's painting, but who wants their house to look like crap after just dropping however much money on on painting the house, right? So I love I love that focus for for sure. Um talk a little bit about the business model itself, right? Owner obviously hands-on, but not with the paintbrush in hand. Um, what do we need to kind of get this thing up and running? Do we need an office, vehicles, staff? Talk a little bit about that. Sure. Yeah, and just one little note you made me think of when you mentioned realtors, and I, this always stands out to me. Uh, it was a couple of years ago at our, our annual conference. You got all the brands together, you know, things you're doing as a group, and then there's individual brand tracks. And we were, I think, maybe in like a marketing presentation with Wow Painting. And we have a franchise owner in San Jose, 
who has a very large portion of his business that comes from referral-based business, repeat business, realtors, property managers. He just, he's excellent at it. He's focused on it from day one. And as we're sitting there, his phone is just on the desk or the table in front of him and everyone's, you know, and it's just, and finally the marketing director is like, you know, Gary, can you, what's going on here? He's like, sorry, this is my trade partner phone. And this thing was just going nonstop with people like, are you free? I need you for an estimate. Can you do this? Can you like, it's just all day long. And he's just like, I am, there's a reason I'm one of the most profitable businesses in your system. My marketing <laughs> spend is down here versus you because my revenue is up here from the, like this thing doesn't shut off. Yeah. Uh, he's like, I have a separate phone just for that. This is like my business, that phone. And then I got my, my personal phone, but uh, it just shows the power of exactly what you said. You can make people look very good in this business. Uh, and realtors always, uh, again, and people like that want to look good. But uh, yeah, going back to your question. So it's one of the things that people are most attracted to, I think, you know, especially when you haven't run a business before, which is a lot of our owners, the idea of starting a business can be intimidating. And this is a business model that's not hyper complicated to get going. And it's not something we have to seek out real estate. And there's a, you know, eight, nine, 10, 12 month wait period. It's something that you're starting typically out of your house, meaning this is my office now. I'm actually not going to spend a lot of time at home during the day because I'm out building the business, but this is all I need. And my car is kind of my mobile, my mobile office. So generally people are starting out with themselves as that executive manager, the person running the business. They're going to have initially one crew that's painting for them, which is probably four, five people kind of go. And so they're going to have a production vehicle. That person's going to have their vehicle they're driving around with. And that's essentially the setup to, to start and launch. And then it's really about building brand awareness and building that customer base and you know, working with your people. And then it becomes a people and vehicle business. You expand by adding more crews and salespeople. You add more vehicles. And as time goes on, absolutely, offices get developed and storage spaces and all sorts of uh, things now as people, you know, they have multiple crews and they have a culture. And as Brian said, they're running multi-million dollar businesses. It turns into something that was much different than when it started. But um, initially getting up and off the ground, not super complicated, relative to franchise, not super expensive. Um, and it's just about building the business at that stage. And you can push it quite large just in that kind of capacity. And we've got a very, very, um, I would say, organized and systematized approach to how we help people do that. And our startup coaches take someone from, I signed agreements, I'm excited, I'm terrified, what do I do? How do I get trained and onboarded? How do I launch? And then stay with you as a startup business. Right. Well, I'm getting that because... Oh, go ahead, Brian. Sorry, I was just going to say, Adam, can you share? So when something get uh, a franchise owner gets to the size of, say, Toronto, three, yeah. four million dollars, how many vehicles, how many people, what does their operation look like? Yeah, I'd say so summertime, and this is more of like, say, a four season market, Canada, obviously, be one of them. And, and Arizona, I think, Tim, you actually might reverse to us to right. be this time of year. But think about summertime when the, all the exterior work is happening in their business now. Uh, looking at WOW and, and again, when we start with Brian, I would say we are predominantly an interior brand first and foremost. People want us to come in, paint, make it look amazing and get out. That's that magic. And part of the year you can't paint outside in a lot of places, but in right. summer you can. So in summer in a place like Toronto, I mean, they'll have 60 people. They've had up to 70, 75 people working for them. Crews, salespeople, territory managers, running a four or $5 million business. You've probably got 10 plus vehicles in there. Um, yeah, can really, really swell up in those exterior months. And then some of that often is, you know, college age people, people that want to just work hard all summer, be outside, earn money, and then swells down a little bit in the fall, that exterior, but interior keeps pushing. It's a 12 month a year business that it doesn't slow down. Uh, but yeah, it certainly becomes quite a complex 
uh, and, and significant operation. I mean, that's the, the biggest piece is that you've got something that becomes very, very valuable, very uh, well built in terms of people, systems, location, vehicles, and attractive if, you know, down the road, someone's goal is to, to sell their business, build something up, uh, you've got something that's, that's very valuable. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then and Tim, I might add just to, to what Adam said that, you know, your question was earlier on, you said, are you looking for people to hold a paintbrush? No, long term, but for a couple of weeks, yes. So one of the things that in Toronto, uh, one of the owners early days was a fellow named Brent. And Brent got in there for two weeks and was side by side, shoulder to shoulder with all the painters understood how to paint and tape and wasn't the best painter in the world and knew he didn't need to be, but he had to understand what was happening on the ground. He had to understand what made an amazing customer experience, what some of the pain points were for a customer. And you can't get out there and teach and scale your team without sort of having spent uh, a couple of weeks at least in their shoes. Well, it's back to the people, right? Just understanding what is, what is their experience? What are their challenges? How to be able to kind of help them with anything that goes on. And, and I'm, I'm quite sure you get the people that are actually good at doing the job. At some point they're like telling the owner, all right, all right, boss, don't you have somewhere else? Don't you have somewhere else to be yeah. right um, yeah. with, with that. But the, the simplicity early on, I think also speaks to the support you guys are providing, right? Like, you, you know, you mentioned, you mentioned the owner with the, the you know, the marketing thing going off, but early that's, that's referral business, right? The, the marketing and the inbound stuff if you're able to take that off that owner's plate where like the, the the call came in, you've got a trained call center, they're answering a book and that like, that's just popping up. He's looking and going, Oh, Hey, I've got a estimate to go do tomorrow. Right. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so I'm guessing a lot of that kind of some of the questions that probably start flying is like, okay, well, yes, this is all great, but I don't know how to quote, you know, coming into, you know, Brian's mansion, right? How am I going to go do do that, right? How am I going to go do this? Like, how do I find the yeah. staff? Talk a little bit more about yeah. some of the support mechanisms there um, to help those owners get started. Sure. Yeah, and, and as, as it's funny, I was having a conversation with uh, with someone a couple weeks ago at the conference you and I were at, and um, we were talking about the head office and support and. I sort of just threw it there. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's like three, 400 people that work at our head office supporting all of our brands and owners. And he was like, what do you, that's not normal. What are you talking about? That's your thing. You need to say that more. Like, that's incredible that owners have that much support, that many people um, from a corporate side trying to help them. And, and where a lot of that comes into is what you're describing, which is all of the broken down and documented and then trainable systems and processes and support. And that's coaching, that's operations teams, that's learning development. We have all of these things going on. And so when someone has, you know, signed the agreements and they're excited, launch isn't tomorrow. There's a, there's a period there where that's going to be uh, in the future. And they're getting trained in that time. And there are literally systems kind of for everything. So there's a step-by-step process of how do you estimate? Taking someone that's never painted, everybody goes through this and they learn how to do it. Step-by-step, how do I sell a paint job on the spot? How do we produce jobs? How do I train a painter maybe that's never painted before and I've hired somebody? How do we do marketing? How do I use the software? How do I interact with the sales center? All of this stuff, very, very laid out. It's very operationalized and there's coaches that are helping people through it. And then after they've launched, they don't go anywhere. You still have the same people there to help you. And especially around the estimating, um, you know, the, the call center element, the sales, all of that, a big piece of what allows that experience to be what Brian talked about, which is amazing is... We have built a proprietary app that owners are using 
to do all of this. So we've got a CRM, but we've had an app. So when you're doing an estimate and I'm in your house, I've got an iPad. Right on the spot, I'm calculating, I can present, show, book you. Right. Not the normal painter. Not the right. scratch on a piece of paper or I'll get back to you in two or three days, but you should probably text me because I'm not probably going to respond right. to you. This is happening in real time. Right. Something gets booked, real time. Everything is happening so seamlessly um, and technology is a friend around that. And then the systems and processes, it's where you can take an owner that goes, I don't know this industry. I don't know this world. It feels intimidating before I start. But by the end of their training and onboarding before launch, you see them like, I can do this. It's not actually as complicated as I thought. And yeah, everything takes practice. It's why you have coaches. It's why you have peers. As Brian said, you're calling your, your franchise neighbors going, I'm doing this estimate. What am I supposed to do here again? It's where that support comes in, but it's very systematized to help people step into it for the first time. I, I always think with franchising, when you ask that, when the person's going to ask that question, hey, what do I do here? Or how are you going to help me? Right. The The answer is the answer is not no. Like, I don't know, figure it out. I don't know. Like, I don't know. You'll, yeah. you'll be fine. Right. It's, it is, it's just a matter. And I think for you guys, especially like how overwhelming the support is. Right. And, and again, it's not just, yes, it's important to train you and get you up and running, but it, it's not, we're not, we're not done at that point. Right. That you right. have fostered that relationship with your owners where they can call one another, whether they're close by or yep. build those relationships is huge yeah. because let's be honest, nobody like you guys can be all prepared all day long. Nobody's going to know better than the owners that are out there doing that stuff totally. all day, all day long. And that's, that's not a super common thing and like to have that yeah. level of support. So um, it's, the, yeah. it's pretty, it's pretty special. So when Adam talks about the vibe he got when he interviewed with O2E, it's real. People yeah. say, you know, this is a special place and I just don't get how you can do it. We just find happy people. We find people that believe in each other and want to build something bigger and better together. We had an unfortunate case where a franchise partner's wife had passed away suddenly. His neighbors went in to run his business. They didn't get a penny for it. They didn't ask for anything in return. They went in and provided painters and took over customers and did everything. And, and that is, is not rare. It's happened across all our brands. People are always there to support each other. So it really is a unique place when, you know, I know we're not supposed to pick favorites with brands, but this is a special brand that has a group of people that are very social, very proud, and they really believe in doing this together. So it's, uh, I'm thankful for the people Adam's brought in because he's worked very hard at good times and bad, bringing in franchise partners and being really careful and selective because it's something you wouldn't want to mess with when you've got something so right. special. We don't need to double our franchise partners, but not have the same quality. We'd rather bring in the right people each and every time. Yeah. Which, which is, a, which is a little bit of a myth sometimes in franchising, right? Like, Oh, I'll pay the franchise fee. They, they won't care. I have a pulse. I can, I can write the check and let's be honest. Are there some franchises out there that will do that? There are. Yes. Yes, there are. Mm -hmm. Um, yes. but that's, yep. that's not how it, sh that's not how it should be. So I, again, kudos to you guys for that. And I, I want, I want to be super respectful of your time. Cause I know you guys are busy, but, um, what else, if there's maybe anything else that you would want to share with, with folks about while wow, one day painting or O2E in general, um, what would you, what would you throw out at us? Yeah, for me, I would say, you know, again, I think uh, when, when people are looking at franchise and, and obviously Tim, you and I do this all day long, talking to people who are exploring, it's as important to find 
a business and a business model that you feel like you can be successful at in terms of the skill set required, the time required, the financial means, all the stuff, right? You want to give yourself the best chance to be successful. And not every business model is going to be right for every person. I think we all know that, but that's why you're doing your due diligence as a person who's exploring it. But I would always encourage people equally is really look at the culture. You know, this is not something where we're trying to partner with someone for the next two years. We want to partner with you long-term. When Brian speaks on 1-800-GOT-JUNK, like some of these owners, Brian, you've had in your life for 20 plus years, right? And that is the goal here. So just like if you got into a relationship with somebody or maybe you're joining a club or a team, like you want that culture to feel as important as, as the skill set fit or whatever it is. And we take that very seriously as Brian's touched on it a few times. And something I always think of is one of our... Um, franchise owners in the greater Toronto area and he loves to be involved with validation and he just loves to talk to people. He wants to grow the brand, very passionate. But one of the things he always says to people when they call him is he says, listen, we care as owners who comes in. We're going to safeguard just as much as Adam and Brian are. And this is a brand that when we see each other, we hug, we don't shake hands. If that's not for you, that's not well. You're not, it's not the culture. That's us. It's all the stories Brian said, we help one another, we call one another, we care. That's what this is. So that's either for you or it's not, but that's the big piece. And um, I think, again, if you're looking at options out there, you're looking at different brands. If what I said resonated to somebody, great. Like this is the right place for them to look at. And if it doesn't, then it doesn't. And that's okay. But I think it's equally as important. And maybe my closing thoughts would be, I wrote a book called BYOB was the second book uh byob build your own adam, business adam adam send me that one it's please it's yes here, i can do that here here brian here's the here's the first one um, willing to fail willing to fail and you told me that one of your kids i guess saw that and said daddy why is there a bad word on that yes. book <laughs> failure ain't a bad word no you gotta make not. mistakes in order to learn you 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 really do but this, the second book called BYOB, Build Your Own Business, Be Your Own Boss, what it does is it investigates, I think, fairly reasonably both paths. Do you want to start a business from scratch and build your own from scratch, or do you want to build something with someone? And I believe both are great paths. Now, I would never have been a good franchise partner because I want to reinvent the wheel and I want to do it differently. I need to create. But Shaquille O'Neal, someone I got to meet and interview over the years, and we met in person. And one thing that struck me that I've written about in the book, he would say, listen, like, I don't need to be the guy building the race car. I just want to drive it. I want the business that I can get in and grow something. So he has become, uh, many people don't know this, but Shaquille O'Neal is like the franchise king. He has taken what he learned from basketball leadership, setting goals, how to win, how to build a team and get them excited towards a vision. He's parlayed that into business very smartly and said, listen, again, I want to drive a bunch of these cars. I don't need to be the one building them and coming up with the idea. And it's worked for him. So to Adam's point of fit and making sure this is right for you, if you're someone that needs to invent and create from scratch, this isn't for you. But if you want to follow a process and add your own secret sauce to it and help us improve it over time, um, it could be a great fit. Yeah, love it. Um, no, and the Shaq story, and I'm sure was it two years ago at IFA, and was it in San Diego, right, where where he's where he spoke and and talked even a little bit about you know looking at all almost all of his things, which are vast, have to do with like basic staple 
things like that that, that, that we need, yeah. right? Like, you know, yeah. uh, tell tell me, tell me you don't see one of Shakaroni pizza when you see the Papa John's yeah. ad or whatever. Like, <laughs> hey, we need we need car insurance, right? So whatever it, whatever it might be. Um, but um, but you know, it, the again that if you have no ability or like you just can't envision, you know, like it's too risky, I'm gonna fail, whatever. To me, that goes back to I love your you guys' comment on the four H's about being hungry, right? Like the the, the the fear of failure is can be a positive emotion. It's gonna drive you to put forth the effort to follow the proven plan, right? Yeah. Um, and it's okay. This is franchise ownership is not for everybody, it's not for most people. But when you want to do something, take control of your life, have that that ability to build something for yourself but not have to figure it all out here. Here we go. So um, super cool guys. I mean, I really appreciate you. Um, you both coming on and talking to us about wow, one day painting and O2E. And if I twisted somebody's arm, maybe I could get um, uh, maybe Shaq shine on here at some point to talk about, uh, talk about that. Would that be would too terrible for, uh, I know Adam, you don't care. That's, that's, that's not you. No, no, right? I can but, help you twist, twist my arm. I can, I can wrangle Jeremy for you. Okay, perfect. Um, we'll go. Well, thank you guys so much for uh, for coming on. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you. And if anyone wants to stay in touch with us, they can follow Adam or myself on LinkedIn. Um, they can stay current with what's going on in O2E. But I, I think it's clear to uh, the three of us, we all love franchising and what we do. So the more people we can attract to an amazing cause like this, uh, the better. So thank you, Tim, for having us. And it was a lot of fun. Awesome. Um, love, yeah. Love and, the platform and, and some of the personalities you get to see behind franchising. It's not just a brand, but you get to see the people. Uh, yeah. You get a great platform for that. Yeah. No, I love it. And thank you guys for joining and all the links for uh, your websites are there. Ours are always, as always, uh, francoach.net, franchising101podcast.net. Mentioned Shaq. I'm a basketball guy. So our sites are always nothing but net uh, is how that works. Um, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We look forward to chatting with you again next week. So thanks, everybody. And we look forward to talking to you soon. Bye.